Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. And this is our sentiment and our prayer that God is giving us the victory. You may be seated. Our God is a God of turnaround. Our God is a God Amen. who hearkens to prayer. Amen. Our God oh, is the one who gives us the victory. Mm. Victory over every infirmity and virus. Victory over every shenanigan that the politicians yes, would pull. And may mm. the Lord reveal the frauds by which they would try to conquer nations even. May our children be protected. May our children keep moving in victory. And uh, we're going to look some scriptures here this morning as in the context of honoring the veterans and recognizing what mighty deeds God has done in the past. And it's, we celebrate reality that there is an enemy, but God is on our side. I would like to refer you to 2 Samuel chapter 23, starting with verse 8. So that 2 Samuel 23, verse 8 onwards, it says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. <laughs> the Tachmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adino the Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. <laughs> you can say, wow. wow. <laughs> I can only say wow. But this is the word of God. Yeah. And the power, God was mm -hmm. there with them, mm -hmm. helping them. And one man, it says, was able to stand against 800, whom he slew at one time. In verse 9, and after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three, 18, three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave under the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory. Say victory. Victory. That day and the people returned after him only to spoil. That means they got the rewards, the stuff that they were carrying. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. By the way, you can go to the Holy Land today, and one of the best dishes they serve is lentil soup. <laughs> so I remember going to Middle Eastern restaurants right there in Jerusalem and ordering lentil soup. That so, place strategically was very much what PFC Martin did, the Battle of the Bulge. That event was pretty much exactly the same because those threshing floors were really centers of um, agricultural and political and economic uh, power and well, so that was a very strategic point that he um, not only defended but 
established. So there would have been a turnaround there. And as we look at some of these amazing heroes, I think all veterans, we can call them heroes. I'm, yes. Was really touched by this special lady. She happens to be black, but her name is Winsome Sears. And a few days ago, amen, we yes, could give her a clap. give her a hand. That's right. She was beautiful. She was a Marine. Yeah. And, uh, and retired and, and now is a lieutenant, has been elected lieutenant governor. Thank you, Jesus. And the picture, and one of the pictures is her standing with this AK-47, I believe, <laughs> or whatever, the huge machine gun standing there. And the, some of the Come on. Marxist Raise them up liberal, again, they just were oh so Lord. frustrated give by us that picture. Yeah. Such that it would be to your glory to give us the victory through them. And in her victory speech, she said, I want to thank my Lord Jesus. And she said, hold on, Virginia. The cavalry's coming. And yeah, <laughs> and Barbara Yoder prophesied yeah. about the cavalry. Um, about our... Uh, congregation about us together all of you who are friends and partners and um, disciples of this particular ministry in the watch of the Lord uh, in our last conference a word from the Lord about us being anointed and arranged and used by the Lord in this strategic time for the kingdom of God for our nation for the nations for this nation as God's cavalry that is mounted up and on the way. Thank you, Jesus. So it goes verse 12, but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. Say great victory. Great victory. And I'm claiming that for each family here, Amen. every one of you, those listening to us on the web, that God giving your family and you victory. And three of the 30 chief went down and came to David in the harvest time into the cave of Adullam. And the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Raphaim. And David was then in a hole. And the garrison of the Philistines was then in, in Beth, Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem which is by the gate. And the three mighty men broke through the host of Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, But be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruah, was chief among three. And he lifted up his spear against 300 and slew them and had the name among thee, among three. Was he not the most honorable of three? Therefore he was their captain, howbeit he attained not unto the first three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of 
Chabzil, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow or on a snowy day. So these are some of the heroic deeds that God records in his word. So, and it's true history and God and wants God wants us to take inspiration that in our time frame we too will take courage that God is with us and he will give us the victory and also one of the words he uses about these great men they, they are honorable that they are to be honored and that we need to teach our generation yes. and the young ones to honor those who have done heroic deeds and earned freedom. I mean, the reason these guys were battling, and it makes it clear in the scriptures later, that David, he did these deeds, and he, he's a man of war. He's a man of peace, too, but he's a man of war when it's necessary. And any time that they wouldn't shirk battle, it was almost guaranteed that the Philistines or other uh, other nations would come and oppress Israel and make their the, the Israelites, the families, into slaves. They would often kill the little ones and uh, take captive the women and make the men slaves. And this went on over many generations. So David was one of the examples of men who said, I'm not going to let my nation get oppressed. We're going to be strong. We're going to be ready for battle. When, it, when it's necessary, we'll do it. Uh, and America is not, I don't think it has ever chosen to do battle, to look, look for uh, occasions on which they would hurt other people. It's only to keep our freedoms. And so we owe it to the veterans here today to say thank you and we honor you. Um, there is a scripture also in Hebrews that uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32 onwards it says, and what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. We talked about our God being consuming fire on Friday and escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And women who received their dead raised to life again, etc. But this is, in this hour, in the days of the virus and other battles, the days where good is considered bad and bad is <laughs> considered good, that God will defend our freedoms and give us the victory. So we honored this, this, 
this Thursday is the main Veterans Day. Uh, by the way, it was originally Armistice Day. But 19, I believe 1954, they changed it to the Veterans Day. Day we honor veterans of all the warriors who have been in the past in every branch of government. And our God is not only God of love, but he's also a God of war mm -hmm. and commends those who stand against His oppression. His name is the Captain of Hosts. He calls himself that. Yeah. Uh, you know, again and again, I was looking at David's song of praise that uh, is recorded as the song of his last words. It's one of the Psalms, but it's also in Second Samuel. And in uh, chapter 22, verse 29, it says, For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. Say the Lord. The Lord. Will enlighten my darkness. In other words, when it doesn't seem like we know the way to go or darkness surrounds us and there isn't a light shining forward, the Lord is with us to shine his light on the pathway and also to help us know what's happening, to give us discernment and revelation so that our prayers and our walk can be in line with him and certainly following the captain of hosts. He says, for by you I can run against a troop or run through a troop, and by my God, I can leap over a wall. So we think of the David's mighty men, or the Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith fame. These are the veterans. These are the great veterans of our biblical history, of the narrative of God's redemption that's been recorded for us. But it goes on. It, has, it continues on after the pages of our Bible, as you know. For 2,000 years, if we could see, you know, one of these, um, like the credits rolling, if we could see that now, it's continually rolling with the names of all of those who have gone before us. And Lord willing, our name also will be inscribed there of the ones who have volunteered freely and have uh, given themselves and their lives in every season to believing and to having faith and to, to going forward. And as, as you said, Pastor Mahesh, it's the... The, the, the whole thing of honor, honoring our veterans, that is, I believe, uh, a, a pinnacle illustration of righteous honor. But there's something in it. There is a supernatural and a psychological virtue in it. And if anything that our nation needs right now, it needs healing against the spirit of despair or the sense of gloom, or the sense of hopelessness, or weakness, all of those things. And that's one of the reasons that a day like Veterans Day, a national day of honor, and expressing that honor, and expressing gratitude and thanksgiving, is a vital aspect of literally injecting the, sick, uh, the heart of a nation who is, that is being sickened by the many obstacles that we face and, and frankly, the fifth column of 
the progressive and fascist Marxist anti-God, anti-Christ ideologies that have taken root on the basis of our liberties. But our Bible says, don't use your liberty for an occasion for the lust of men, for the, for the flesh. And right now, we, we are, you know, in this season where the heart of the nation needs an injection of faith, an injection of hope, an injection of valor. And the way that comes is to give honor where honor is due. And for our children, you know, I look at the cultural influence of, of social media and all of those things. And the general trends indoctrinating our children is dishonor. It is disrespect. It's breaking down that, that, that uh, established sense that we have an inheritance. We have histories that we can be proud of, that we can look to for courage and instruction and all of that kind of stuff. So Veterans Day is a, a very, very important time, I think, in America's national history right now. And the scripture that I read from um, Psalm 110, that speaking to the captain of hosts, speaking to the Lord Jesus, Jesus quoted it to the Pharisees when he was um, challenging them about their presumption of the Messiah that they were expecting being this natural man that would come and kick out the Romans and, you know, basically reinforce the religious hierarchy that had essentially in many ways departed from the Lord. Um, and Jesus quoted Psalm 110 when he said, uh, who is David speaking to? How can you say it's David's natural son if he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Rule in the midst of your enemies. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, which was a huge offense because, as we know, Melchizedek's order was prior to the law. So there was a, a supreme priesthood. But it, it, it's so um, powerful and, and so apropos um, the, the idea of a volunteer army. And your faith, we want to encourage each of you of the importance of believing in your believing, in your having faith in the Lord Jesus. You have become part of God's great volunteer army. And the, the scripture promises a refreshing for you and ultimately the resurrection of your mortal body. So, Allow yourself to be encouraged again today, looking to the veterans of our faith. And as we celebrate and honor the veterans of our military in our nation, take a, a fresh breath today. I believe that, that Veterans Day is, is a kind of... Uh, practical, if you want to call it a ritual, for us to be refreshed in something that the church fathers called Imago Dei, the image of God. Because if you look at the creational work of God, he made human beings uniquely to be his image bearers. And what we celebrate on Veterans Day of giving honor to those who have volunteered freely even to lay their lives down for a just and noble and virtuous cause, that is something that is strictly indicative of seeing 
the image of the character of our God. And so I think, I think that, you know, it's very important when Adam became the first great betrayer, the first Benedict Arnold, you know, the first Robert the Bruce who betrayed William Wallace, you know, when, when he and Eve betrayed um, the Lord in the Garden of Eden, God said, where are you? And they said, we're hiding. Well, there is a resounding uh, proclamation, a trumpet of the veterans of Scripture that, for me, likened to the example of our military uh, veterans, where it's a word called hineni, where the ones who volunteer freely when the Lord says, who will go for us? There is this volunteer army of people who believe, who step forward and say, here am I send me. So these, these are some of the, I think, the spiritual realities and themes that make this day important. And we have so many examples in, in our history. Very briefly, um, I, I came across the history of the man who's considered the father of the U.S. Navy, for instance. And he was, first of all, a volunteer in the Continental Army. And he ended up rising to lieutenant, but he served under General Washington. And in the famous battle, the Christmas miracle of the turning of the Revolutionary War, the crossing of the Delaware, it was actually a lieutenant named John Barry who was behind the scenes as Washington's courier who was coordinating all of this emergency crossing and making, you know, that victory possible. And there's a very famous story about him in one of the final naval battles of the Revolutionary War. He was commanding a ship called the Alliance, and his own brother-in-law, who was a Tory, so they were, families were you know, fighting one another, as we know. His own brother-in-law, as, as it appeared that the, the king's armies were going to gain the victory, boarded his ship and offered him 20,000 gold guineas and the command of a royal ship in the Royal Navy. And uh, John Barry looked at his brother and said some choice things and basically said, you're a traitor, get off my ship. And that ship and Barry were used. But we have thousands and millions from those days all the way to this, the Afghan, uh, Afghanistan and, and Iraq. I just, we had the honor of being involved in the, the uh, dedication of a specific work, one of which their missional arms is being led by a Green Beret veteran that I had the privilege of uh, spending some time with and praying for. But one of their missional works that they're committed to now is it's these veterans that are still raising money and going into Afghanistan because they have that sense of honor that we know who we fought with. We know who fought with us and we will not leave them behind. And that is exactly what our nation needs. Our nation needs to remember our own history of what we've fought for, who has fought for us, and be able to regain that sense of vitality and valor and virtue, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, we need more of that. This whole election in Virginia was, in my opinion, and this is me talking, that it seemed, again, like a turnaround. It was going towards, I don't want to get into political things, but it certainly appeared that 
the turnaround happened supernaturally. And so quite something, the governor that was elected was white. His lieutenant government, she's black. And then the third was the attorney general, who is Hispanic. So it's multiracial, it's not. And yet there was, seemed like for me, there was an intervention. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to and recognize. You, you see that sense of reviving, of hope, of enlightening our eyes of light where you know there appeared to be darkness and and particularly because that whole district is the bedroom district the suburbs of our capital of Washington DC and the beltway so and it, it was it was one of many i mean i frankly rejoiced over the truck driver that beat out a political career politician that had hundreds of thousands of dollars and he spent like 153 or something. So, but you, you see how that revives you. Well, your faith as the volunteer army at what you, you are and become the veterans of God. So let the volunteer army of God remember the precious things and our Veterans Day celebration is one of those rituals. And we need to stand in prayer continuously, not to assume, like even you mentioned the truck driver, but they're suddenly finding thousands or more ballots that they never ever saw, but suddenly they emerge trying to uh, turn this around and take it away from the trucker. So that is part of our concern, I, we pray, that the thief yeah. and the robber would be bound away from our Amen. elections, that we would not be just used to be election is election. There's No, now it continues for weeks and suddenly ballots that we never heard of emerge. So in fact, it might even turn up to be that some of the guys sold out to socialism or Marxism that they will just say, how many votes do I need? Well, suddenly they emerge in the middle of the night. Uh, and so we not only thank the Lord for victory, but we have to stand firm in prayer and say the devil will not steal these victories in these turnarounds. Um, there is a great scripture uh, that follows this thing about honoring the veterans, uh, but and what what God's opinion is of this in Psalm 144 is quite indicative of how God is there standing, helping us as we preserve our freedoms. It says, "Blessed be my the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war." So it is the Lord who trains us yeah. for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress. It's giving a title to the Lord. You are my fortress, Lord. You are my loving kindness, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow down your heavens, O Lord. Come down, touch the mountains. They shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Stretch out your hand up from 
about rescue me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of foreigners or aliens or this would be the Philistines and others like that. I will sing a whose new song. Whose mouth speak lies. Yeah. Whose, right, yeah. whose mouth speak lying words. Whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. Amen. Deliver us. I will Lord. sing a new song to you, O God. On the harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. The one who gives salvation to kings. Who delivers David, his servant, from the deadly Amen, sword. Lord Jesus. So it is the Lord who is giving us the victory. Verse 12. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. That our daughters may be as pillars yes. sculptured in Palestine. That our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. That our oxen may be well laden, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a state. But he talks about, as we are ready, if it is, may we pray for all our armed forces. May they not be discouraged. May some of them are right now are in a quandary because this mandate has come down. You have to get this shot. And some are really cautious and said, I don't know whether this, they have suspicions about the results. Well, and many that have already had COVID have natural immunities, and that's another aspect of the blatant disregard for actual science, that this whole scenario has been politicized for reasons that have, I won't say nothing to do, but have to do with a lot of things besides public health. And David makes clear, and therefore it's you know, really part of our reason too, is that we are alert and we have we appreciate and honor our armed forces because they help us protect us mm-hmm. again in this psalm. We, so, yes. And so I'm talking about my sons, I'm talking about my daughters. May they be wonderful, maybe. The, but it is the battle is for their sakes also, not for our sakes only, yeah. but that our children may live in freedom. Right. Be able to worship Jesus. And that's a big thing for me is that may, you know, our life, we will go on into eternity, but may our children also be free. Sons and daughters be mighty and be able to worship Jesus Christ. So God said, you be willing to protect and I'll be with you. So these and then he talks about the Philistines and others. Uh, and they are idolatrous people who teach our children strange philosophies that is yeah. not honoring God. So that is part of our duty is to have a nation that is sensitive to encroaching socialism or Marxism that our, that our children will not deny Amen. Living God, and that yes. we see that not just in our midst, but in Poland, uh, in Hungary, some of those people are rising up, saying, uh, "We are Christians, and our we want our children to be also follow Jesus." That's 
Um, it's not just restricted here. When you read the Polish people, diaries and what they are writing right now, they are very sensitive about not losing their faith in the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, and uh, for many for there are a couple of generations or three generations in many of those areas of Eastern Europe that have lived under the, some of them for a, for a whole lifetime that have lived under the jackboot of communism and fascism. And they know by experience, it's like the, the situation in Cuba, so many of our friends and family and loved ones there. And they know what it is like, what a lie the whole thing of quote unquote socialism is and how that event happens in cultural revolution and ends up leaving the people slaves to a system that will only impoverish them and ultimately be starved out in and of its own means because the very philosophies of it are the antithesis of the blessing and the creational reproduction that God himself has ordained into not only the creation but into the human race. Yeah, and the Lord, again, I'll... This Deuteronomy 20 is also a great scripture telling us why the Lord requires that we make a stand and not be namby-pamby for the sake of the generations to come. It says in Deuteronomy verse 20, verse 1, When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you. And who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Amen. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. Amen, Lord. That's awesome. That's a promise of God for us, for our countries. It's something we want to take note that it doesn't matter all the information. Sometimes it's false, but oh, be afraid because your enemy is this and this, and he's got so many nuclear weapons and he's got all of that, and so you better surrender. And we have, we have some politicians who are you know, have given in to what I call the great chicken spirit. And uh, it's always to run for battle and whatever. <laughs> if we have great bases that we spent billions to give it up to the enemy and uh, instead God says, I'm with you. Be ready and be willing to do battle when it's required. Not go out of your way to have battle, but if the enemy is coming, to oppress you and oppress your children, stand yeah. for freedom. Um, and the children of Israel were, considered, were instructed and supposed to drive out the enemy. And when they did not, that's when the oppression came uh -huh. and idolatry came and other things because they did not get rid of these evil forces. That's why God said, take care of it. I'm with you. I'll help you, but do this for your sake and your children's sake. And so that oh, certain times the Jews failed in doing this 
and they had to pay for it in oppression and in defeat. So David battles bravely against all these forces, but he was fighting for peace. It wasn't right. that they were war, continuously warlike. They, they, were, they did not want to just be so backed into a corner to have to surrender. So you find David has the victory. And so Solomon says so Solomon enjoyed peace for so many years because yeah. his father and the mighty men of war took care of the enemy forces. So, and he lists the veterans there. That's why it, it was appropriate scripture, I felt like, to, on Veterans Day, to celebrate the previous veterans that are listed here in the Bible. And these brave deeds are enshrined in the Word of God. So it is good for us to learn from these veterans. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So, remember the price of freedom is sometimes we have to do battle. And uh, when they're putting masks on five-year-olds and threatening so that Airline employees have to take shots or be fired. Policemen have for a long time been protecting our communities, but now they're being backed into a corner. Either take the shot or you will lose your job. Firemen who have served for many years, they have to get, either get the shot or they have to, be, you know, they have to resign. Nurses, doctors... And then now the military, there are mandates now. Either get the shot or you even, some are even threatened to lose their pensions. Um, so. I'm glad you, you brought up the first responders. I just this week saw a statistic, and I, I haven't been able to confirm it, but I saw a statistic that says that nearly 80% of our first responders, the people who, you know, then come to the front line of whatever our needs for security, safety, uh, crisis intervention, any of those, that as much as 80% of those people are actually veterans. That really astounded me. But if that is the case, it makes perfect sense because people who volunteer to serve with their own bodies, with their own lives if necessary, have that spirit of valor. They have that spirit of honor. They have that spirit that sees light even in the darkness and would naturally, like David in the face of Goliath, would naturally be the ones to run to the defense and uh, the protection or the saving or the lifting up of the weak. Yeah, in First um, Samuel seventeen, here, the speech when David is he has to do battle with Goliath and the Philistine armies. Then David, verse forty five, said to the Philistine, "You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied." This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head 
from you, and this day I'll give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Amen. Say, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. Amen. And so there is reason for us to honor those who are willing to lay down their lives Thank you. for us, for our nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back from, I mean, the First World War, Second World War, and the Armistice Day. Revolutionary War. Civil That's War. True. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they were fighting for slavery to be destroyed. Uh, praise God, the veterans from second, first, now the First World War, now most of the, almost all are in heaven. Uh, Korean War, Iraq War, Afghanistan War, and other places. Um, and the Bible tells us that the guys who, like the mighty men of war, to, were to be honored uh, so, but I saw Winsome Sears with that rifle, and she had one. I said, no, nah, that's, that's a governor we can honor. Amen. <laughs> was, Amen. Uh, we thank, thank the Lord Jesus. for these Lord kind of people able to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord would tell us today, help them, honor them, and take a stand without fear. That I'm with you. And uh, some of these guys, one of the things that comes out clearly as you read about them is they boldly made a stand, stood ground, and became great heroes. And so we today, we, we pray for all those people who are serving presently. Yes, yes. In the army. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will hear our prayer. Amen. To give them safety, to give them victory. Yes, Lord Jesus. And be thankful for all those veterans who stood here. Uh, I'm so glad that we could honor them and say, You are inspiring us. We want to, yep. to them and all other veterans, that we honor your service. Lord. We honor you. And we learn from you to stand ground. For whatever comes, the Lord is with us. Amen. Thank giving you, us battle, not to be afraid. And our prayer today is we bless this nation. We bless especially the veterans. And of course, in the branch for the police also. Our first responders. First responders, yes. Mm-hmm. Nurses, doctors. That at one time during the time of COVID, they were applauded. But suddenly, if they had a reservation about taking a shot, some want, are cautious about their health. Some women they are afraid that this shot could hurt them having children. So there are some valid reasons, many reasons, why they don't feel like they need to, to get a shot. Well... It's their freedom. But uh, we never did have in our history that we would force people to have medical 
treatments like what they are saying. So this is a good time for us to say, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Amen. And as he gave that Battle of the Bulge example, yeah. great turnaround. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Affecting hundreds of thousands of people. But God is God. So, hallelujah. Let's bow our heads today. Father, thank you for giving us the opportunity to honor our veterans on this coming Veterans Week. We thank each one who has served. And may we, may they feel honored that as they served our nation, that we are grateful for every service that they have served our nation. We, we especially stretch our hands out towards people who are serving in the military or some in law enforcement or in nursing or medical field. Lord, we pray, give an answer. Thank you for people who are able to stand for our freedoms. We welcome the Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence, Lord, your word. I am with you, you have said, to people who are being challenged or in challenge by idolatrous powers, Lord. Thank you for standing with our nation, with our key people. We thank you today for veterans. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Say amen. Thank you, Lord. Give the Lord a big clap, will you? Thank you, Father. Thank you. Remember David's mighty men of war. First, Second Samuel 23. And so this week, look for every opportunity to honor and say thank you to those who serve us, especially as first responders, as active and veteran military members and their families. And certainly, let's together keep them in our prayers as we thank the Lord and honor their service. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.